for the 12th of January. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. Reading the news so you don't have to. And you're probably going, well, how did you not read the news for us for the past couple days? And, well, hey, life just gave me lemons and I had to make some lemonade. And this being the winter time, mm, don't drink the snow lemonade. Just a friendly advice. So in no particular order, the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, has accused the state of closing a public park along the Rio Grande without proper authorization. Now, this move has heightened tensions in the border city, particularly as the park has been utilized by the state for its border mission. The closure of the park is causing significant disruption, affecting the organization of a planned festival in the area. Additionally, the timing of the closure has raised questions, especially given the number of daily apprehensions in the region has recently decreased. A federal appeals court has ruled that Alabama can enforce a ban on puberty blockers and hormones for transgender individuals under the age of 19. This decision is effective immediately, even as the full court continues to deliberate on whether to review the ruling further. The city of Vallejo has agreed to pay a $5 million settlement to the family of Willie McCoy, who, if you remember, was shot 55 times by Vallejo police officers in 2019. Now, the settlement follows another significant payout by the city, where a former Vallejo police captain was awarded $900,000 for exposing questionable practices within the police department. Additionally, the city settled for $5.7 million with the family of Ron L. Foster, who was shot and killed by Vallejo police in 2018 during an encounter that began over riding a bicycle without a headlight. What? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the key to root all this out is that, hey, if you're a good cop wanting to root out corruption, you can get paid. Granted, you'll never be a cop again, but you'll get paid. British and American airstrikes against Iranian-backed Houthis in Yemen have significantly escalated tensions. Well, of course it would. Now the rationale behind the U.S. and U.K. coalition's military action was to deter further attacks on international shipping and to project strength in the face of aggression. However... This aggressive stance has drawn one concern from Saudi Arabia, who said, hey, could you guys, you know, have some restraint and try not to further escalate the tensions in the area? And what are you talking about? How long you known us? We're Americans. We show you what found out means. Janet Yamanaka Mello is accused of defrauding the U.S. Army over $100 million, allegedly using the funds to purchase luxury homes, vehicles, and jewelry, as one does. To facilitate this scheme, she established a business called Child Health and Youth Lifelong Development, which she used as a front to receive fraudulent payments. She now faces several serious charges, including mail fraud, engaging in criminal transactions, and identity theft, if convicted on all counts, she could be facing up to 140 years, which I hope she does. The Wisconsin Judicial Commission has dismissed complaints filed by the former state court's director, who was terminated by four liberal justices of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The commission concluded that there was no misconduct in the process of hiring the individual who succeeded the former director. The Biden administration has taken decisive action by imposing sanctions on three entities and one Russian individual for their involvement in facilitating Russia's acquisition of ballistic missiles from North Korea. According to the State Department, North Korea transferred these weapons to Russia in late November with assistance from the state-owned and U.S.-designated joint stock company, the 224th Flight Unit State Airlines, 
who names these things, along with its general director. Wow, that is a very Russian name. Starts up with Vladimir and has a lot of consonants. Newly declassified intelligence reveals that Russia has used these short-range ballistic missiles sourced from North Korea to conduct multiple strikes against Ukraine. Well, obviously they're using them against Ukraine. What else are they going to do? Let them collect dust? The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. Wow, that's a lot of a lot, a lot of workout on the mouth for that one has made a landmark ruling that adults convicted of crimes committed when they were under the age of 21 cannot be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. This significant decision effectively raises the minimum age for mandatory life without parole sentences from 18 to 21. As a result of this decision, the parole board is now required to consider supervised release options for individuals who were between 18 and 20 years old at the time of their conviction for first-degree murder. The U.S. Virgin Islands is set to construct its first artificial reef, an initiative aimed at augmenting coral habitats and bolstering shoreline protection. This environmentally significant project is being financed with more than $760,000. Yeah, it's only costing 1000 in this. Usually, anything the U.S. spends its money on, it's millions or billions. Nope, just seven hundred sixty grand in federal funds allocated to the University of the Virgin Islands. Slated for completion by July, the artificial reef forms a crucial part of broader efforts to rehabilitate natural coral reefs, which are facing increasing threats from the rising number of Atlantic hurricanes driven by warmer ocean temperatures. Well, if you're deciding to visit the capital of Mississippi or you live there, health officials are saying, please boil your tap water before using it for cooking or cleaning or drinking, as if you don't, you may be having a little party with E. coli, and they just don't know when to quit. This health advisory also extends to the neighboring suburb of Flowood. BlackRock. Well, if before I get into what they're doing, if you don't know who that company is and you've been having a good day, read up on everything they control, and yep, you'll get right into that uh, nice, the world's going to end type of mood. They're poised to significantly expand their foothold in the alternative asset sector with the acquisition of GIP, which is the Global Infrastructure Partners, for over $12.5 billion with a mix of cash and stock. Now, this strategic move is going to position BlackRock as the second largest infrastructure manager in the world. Now, this acquisition brings into BlackRock's fold GIP's diverse and substantial assets, which includes major airports, water groups, green energy holdings, and a stake at a shale oil pipeline, thereby bolstering its leadership in the alternatives businesses. Now, the state of Michigan has agreed to pay $1.75 million in compensation to Lewis Wright, a man who wrongfully spent 35 years in prison for a sexual assault conviction. Wright's release came after DNA testing conclusively proved that he was not the perpetrator of the 1988 attack on an 11-year-old girl. Now, they're saying in the article that this compensation acknowledges the grave miscarriage of justice that he endured and highlights the importance of accurate forensic methods in criminal justice system. I don't know. $1.75 million for 35 years? And not only being in prison for that long, but you were convicted of a sexual crime against a little girl. Yeah, that is a different type of experience, a different type of life that he went through. 1.75 million doesn't even cut it. It shouldn't. That's just, that's horrible, Michigan. Oh, but it's in the law. Yeah, yeah. You, you stick by that. Yeah, you 
feel like, yeah, that's that was the right thing. That's the right thing to do. Speaking of person who always does the right things, former President Donald Trump has been ordered to pay approximately four hundred grand in legal fees to the New York Times and three of its investigative reporters following his unsuccessful lawsuits against them. These lawsuits were in response to a 2018 story by the New York Times concerning Trump's family wealth and tax practices, which he alleged was based on confidential tax records disclosed by his niece at the persuasion of the reporters. However, these claims were rejected by the court. Alaskan Airlines has responded to a critical failure experience by Flight 1282 by offering refunds and a $1,500 cash payment to each passenger on board. Again, you... No one expects part of the plane to come apart while you're flying. And you're saying, hey, we'll pay for the ticket. And here's 1500 bucks. That's how much you, wow, that just doesn't seem like enough. So six passengers are <clears throat> doing a class action lawsuit against them. And I'm sitting there going, only six? The whole damn plane needs to be in that class action lawsuit. I don't care if I was in the laboratory at the time. I'm being affected by that. Oh, my. I may never fly again. At least not that plane. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to review whether municipal ordinances that ban homeless people from camping on public property are in violation of the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution. This decision follows a ruling by an appeals court stating that Grants Pass, Oregon, cannot enforce its anti-camping ordinances against homeless individuals for sleeping outdoors or in their vehicles when no alternative shelter is available. Now, this case has gained attention from elected officials who are urging the Supreme Court to address the issue as the lower court's rulings have made it challenging to manage and clear tent encampments. And these encampments have proliferated, driven by factors such as the lack of affordable housing, the rent is too damn high, the impacts of the pandemic, <coughs> and limited access to mental health and addiction treatment services. And finally... Recent images showcasing poor conditions at a Marine Corps facility in California, including dead vermin, flooded washers, and mold, have prompted the service to approve service quality of life improvements across the fleet. Aw, great. An internal document reviewed by Military.com details plans for enhancing management and oversight of on-post housing. Why wasn't this done before? I'm sure this was brought up before the photos came out, but I guess... Why, 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 why does, does it have to be painful to change? Seriously, how do you expect soldiers to want to be, to want to stay in if they, this is how they're going to be treated? Oh, I'm sure none of those barracks or none of that living quarters for officers were terrible. And yet you're, you're trying to tell the enlisted, Hey, why did you stay in? It's good to serve your country. It's like, okay, how about you serve me? Huh? How about we do this together? So that's good. At least they're doing that. Now, the improvements expected within the next year or two align with the GAO report highlighting substandard living conditions in military housing, and the Marine Corps is allocating resources to address these issues with a dedicated maintenance concept for regular renovations and a proposed $1.5 billion over the next three years for facility improvements. <sighs> well, let's... At least, some that's the silver lining. Something's being done about it. For the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup, I hope you have a great weekend. I can't do Tony the Tigers or I'd be, uh, you know, they'd send me a letter.